Hi guys, welcome to Late to the Party. I'm Sam. And I'm Evan. And today we're going to be talking all things money. Money talks, baby. <laughs> <laughs> money, 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 money. Donald Trump ruined that theme song for everyone. Oh, yeah. <sighs> so rude. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's pretty low on the list of things he's ruined for the world. But anyway. <laughs> okay, let's get straight into it. Mm. What are you like with money? Are you frugal? Are you spendy? Are you a good saver? Are you a bad saver? Tell us all about it. Oh, God. Um, I am definitely spendy. Mm-hmm. Um, super spendy. Um, <laughs> I... Actually, I wouldn't... I mean, unless you're in, like, severe debt, you can't call yourself super spendy, so... I... Just, okay. Disclaimer. Since um, I'm not even using my real name, so guys, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I definitely have debt. Uh, credit card debt. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm, like, dying in it, but I'm also not one to... Always pay it off in full. I definitely pay the minimum, but mm-hmm. I don't always pay it off in full. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing that for the last however many years that I had a credit card. Mm-hmm. Not great, guys. Don't do it. Kids, don't do it. Wait, when did you get your first credit card? When I got to uni. Okay. Yeah, so it was like right at a side rife in New Zealand and started like a student account. The, the teller was like, oh, the banking person was like, oh, do you want a credit card? I was like, huh? And they gave me a credit card with, like, a limit of $500. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I had that for a while. Um, maxed it out, paid it off, and <laughs> then cut the card. Um, and then when I started working, I got another one, thinking that I would <clears throat> have it more under control. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Arguably, not really. Um, but I don't know. I... I do better <laughs> well i will say i was gonna uh, one of my questions was gonna be w- sidetracked on uh, was when you got your first credit card what prompted you to get your first credit card you know like with the oh it was, it was offered to me yeah yeah and i think that's a big issue in new zealand we're slightly deviating from my <laughs> yeah lesson okay. plan but that's you know natural yeah um but yeah i was the same so i got my first credit card when i started my job at the bank and they were just like um, this is so bad, but I'm sure it's happening across all banking industries. Yeah. As I joined the bank and they're like, well, you don't have accounts with us. Start an account with us. Yeah. Sit down with the banker. The bank is like, what don't, what else don't you have? Do you have KiwiSaver with us? Do you have, do you have a credit card? Do you want a credit card? And I was just like, I guess. Yeah, I'll take all of um, them. And at sure. least with yours, it was responsible where you were a student and you were only given a $500 limit. Oh, I think that's the only that they yeah, could Well, give. no, but that, but that's fine. But I I mean, okay, I was earning a decent wage, but I got a 10K limit card. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I was just like, excuse me. like, And luckily, I was me, where, mm. I, where um, I should say I'm very frugal. I'm very sort of like clutch my money in my tight little fists. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not to say I don't love spending and shopping, mm. but, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I was just like, this is so irresponsible. You can't just give like a... Like a you know, a young adult, a 10K credit yeah. card. I mean, like, yeah, it's like the basic, well, to me, it's pretty basic that if you have never seen that amount of money in cash, or mm-hmm. it, you shouldn't be given that exactly. credit. And I also think, like, it was sort of, um, I, it wasn't forced on me. That's, you know, my brain went there, but that's not true at all. Yeah. But it wasn't very clearly explained to me what that means, mm. how it works. And, okay, I, I guess I that's still not... don't know what that means and yeah. how it works. Like, guess... does it affect my credit rating? Like... Yes, it does. If you've gone into, like, bad debt, it does. But I think there's, like, a quite a... Um, like, I've missed my 
payments sometimes just because I forget. Yeah. Um, but then it gives you like a few, like there's a little bit of leeway, like, you know, um. with fees and everything. But like, yeah, I was just like, if it wasn't me and you're giving this to someone who's like much more impressionable, or like oh my gosh, who wouldn't yeah. go out and do their research, um, that's a huge amount of debt that you could potentially rack up. And I know like, um, we know someone who, um, you know, th- through our mutual like circle, yeah. um, that at the, at a very young age, like I'd say before, she, um, you know, she was sort of. Before even, she's able to have a midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or even a quarter life one. Let's yeah. say she was like very early twenties. She'd racked up like you know five figure credit card debt. Yeah, and I'm like that's because she was put in a position where she could do that without yeah. it being explained to her or you know. Mm, that's so, so true. But um, we deviated. But yeah, so you're spendy. I'm spendy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think I guess about money, people also don't quite talk about the risk side of things mm-hmm. like whether you're a risk yeah. taker i am definitely a risk taker um yeah. when it comes to money in general mm-hmm. i won't say that i'm a risk lover in my life yeah but when it comes to money i am pretty much like a risk yeah. lover mm-hmm. i'm not risk averse at all yeah. when it comes to money and are you very to go hand in hand with that are you very um on top of things, are you very sort of like closely managing and over, like you have a very, you know, like you, you're aware yeah. of and across every part of your money or are you a little bit more loose about like, Oh, <laughs> that's a great question because I wasn't like, I was, especially when I was like n- nervous about money, when mm-hmm. I had, um, my first time dealing with debt and stuff like that. Yeah. I was pretty like I want to be oblivious it's not it's not that I was oblivious I wanted to be Mm -hmm. like I didn't want to see it oh no that's perfectly rational yeah I I love the movie um the confession of Shopholic yes um because I was (laughs) yeah but not to the sort of uh theatrical um Mm -hmm. level that it was at but I was definitely like a snapshot of her of not wanting to Mm -hmm. see the actual dead not wanting to go through my statements not wanting to know what's happening I totally understand that I'm frugal but I'm very much like burying my head in the sand and and part of that is because I can be like that because Mm. of my circumstances where I'm earning a good amount of money and I'm not really paying rent yeah um so yeah, I can afford to be like that, but I think lately I've sort of started to be like, okay, maybe make a bit more of a clearer budgeted plan because this is not going to be forever. Like yeah. eventually you're going to have to manage your money more closely, yeah. And you don't want to, you don't want that to hit you like a ton of bricks. Like yeah, you, you want to ease yourself into that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I'm definitely more frugal, and I think. Do you? What would you say? Why you're like that? If you could guess why you are like that, would you? What would you say? Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think it's quite interesting because I come from a pretty sort of like um, financial background, I would say. My parents had no problem talking about mm-hmm. um, money, or well, not quite their money, but money in general yeah. growing up. So we, we talk about a lot about like the economics, about earning money, about investment. Mm-hmm. We don't really talk about budgeting. Yeah. Which is bizarre because you would think that like personal finances is where people start, right? Well, I guess it's also, but it's hard for parents to talk to you about budgeting without sort of like giving you an overview of their budgeting, right? And you don't really want to talk to your kid about how you're 
personal money's going, if that makes sense. Like, all the, yeah. like, minutia of it. Like, I know, like, if I had kids, I wouldn't want to be like, okay, Timmy. I'm not going to name a kid Timmy, but, you know. <laughs> but, you know. I always think of little children to be like Timmy. Um, I'd be like, okay, Timmy, money earns, you know, $10,000 yeah, yeah. a week, and if only. Um, and, you know, and she's got bills. Like, do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's a little bit, and I guess that's also, you, you know your kid's going to be like, whatever. Yeah. Whereas like, it's easier it to talk. Make sense to me. I mean, did yeah. your parents maybe have conversations about, like, I did mean, you get they, pocket money? Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they try. Like, mm-hmm. us Chinese people get rate packets or rate envelopes yes. for mm-hmm. um, Chinese New Year, right? Yeah. So... The first thing that happens is obvious that you get the money and you put it all together and my parents will sit down with us and we'll mm-hmm. do the whole calculation thing, like how much do you get this year, blah, blah, and they'll take us to the bank and just bank it in. Yeah. So that is, I guess, the effort part of like teaching you how to save. Yeah. Um, but it's not that much money. Like, let's yeah. be real, it's just like it's not Christmas money, you know? Mm. Um and yeah, it's not an income. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a one off windfall. Yeah. Um and when yeah. I was a kid I never saved pocket money. It wasn't I mean like, what kid wants to? Like I know. especially if you know you're gonna get that steady. Well my partner stream. does. He saved. Uh, he I saved mean, his but, pocket money. But did he money. save it for like a bigger purchase? Like, was he like, if I save like three weeks worth, I'll get, be able to get like a new. All yeah. my head could think of was Barbie. Obviously, he didn't want a Barbie. Like, I'm okay, guessing. I'll tell you a funny story. Okay. So this is like hilarious because um, <laughs> when he started getting um, pocket money, and once you hear the story, you'll laugh because if you know him, this is him, like as yeah. a person. Mm-hmm. So he saved very diligently. Like, very, very mm-hmm. diligently. Uh, his sister did, too. And his sister is pretty, like, type A. Um, mm-hmm. So both of them did really well in their savings and all that stuff. Yeah. And once my partner got to the level of, like, in his head, a lot of money. Yeah. Um, I can't remember whether it was, like, a specific um, festival or, like, celebration yeah. of some sort. Or it's just any other day. Mm-hmm. He took his piggy bank to the uh, corner dairy. So just, like, a sh- little yeah. shop. Mm-hmm. And... Bought a lot of candy. Wait, that's what he was saving for? Like just a mountain of candy? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, a disgusting amount of candy. And from then like, onwards... Did, did he just not wait for Halloween where people just like no. give it to you for free? Exactly. And then he bought it, which is fine. Went home and parents found out. From then onwards, both of the kids stopped getting pocket money. <gasps> he ruined the system for everyone. Oh my God, he legit broke the system. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, so... May. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So that... that, that we how have start pissed, comparison. How pissed would you be if you were the older sister? Oh my gosh. Where your parents were just like, listen. Well, I would be. Like, this yeah. dude just ruined my income stream. Yeah, it's like your stupid little brother. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I still laugh about it these days, but yes. But I'm, I'm the opposite of it. Like, I... You won't save for it. You just want to spend no. it all. I mean, I used to be like that. I think when I first got my, like, you know, when you're a little kid and you get a checking account, like, that my mum set up for me. Yeah. It had $300 in it, which um, I think I was maybe 13 or 14 when I got, like, full access to it. And, and I was like, I'm rolling. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I've got so much money right now. And I blew through it. And it was just kind of like, oh, it's all gone. Yeah. I had nice things, but it's all gone. <laughs> and I think it's a whole concept of money, right? So some people look at money as... If it's like, I would, oh, it sounds bad, but it, it's 
I would say that they think of it as like little gold bars or like little gold mm. coins that you hide it under your bed or in a closet or have yeah. like a cave of gold, mm-hmm. um, something to hoard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas, and this is not a healthy view on my part too. That I look at it as just like a trading commodity. So it comes in, goes out, yeah. like it does its own thing. Yeah. I mean, and you should control mm-hmm. it to a certain extent. You should yeah. know where it's going and all that stuff. It's all, you know, it yeah. should be that way. Mm-hmm. But I am not too fussed about the movement of money. Yeah. See, I would go, I would go, I, I get what you're saying. Where the go- I'm, I'm definitely not the sort of, I used to be the gold bar person who's like hoarding it. Yeah. Whereas now I think I've gotten to a level where I'm like, it, yeah, like like you said, it comes in and out. But also, I think to myself, like I should be doing more with it. I should be making yeah, it work for me, like maximize yeah. it, that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. Do you think there was like one? Is your money philosophy does it align? Maybe like to your mum, to your dad, to maybe an older sister, or you, you know, does it or is it completely your own that you've developed and maybe pieces of it come mm. from certain people? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Um, can you identify it towards one person or one influence in your life? Like, can you, you know, like an event or something that you went through that made you realize you should be like this or not be like this? I would say that in general, my parents, well, by the time they had me Mm -hmm. or by the time I was like old enough to understand what was going on, we were pretty comfortable. Mm -hmm. So... Um, and my parents are pretty brave investors. Yeah. Um, it's not like they, they've definitely made investment mistakes before too, mm-hmm. but they've made some really good like choices. Yeah. I would say. Did you hear about the choices as a child? Like as you were yeah, growing yeah. up? Yeah. So, so we definitely talk about stuff like mm-hmm. that. My parents work in insurance and in, um, Malaysia, uh, a lot of insurance products are closely tied with um, mutual funds, funds, yeah. um, mm-hmm. like any managed funds and mutual funds, and um, this, I guess, the underlying assets of stocks and shares and bonds and mm-hmm. um, cash assets. So yeah. it's not foreign to me. That's good. Yeah, um, I think that's like it's such a good foundation to have. Yeah, but at the same time, I guess the polar opposite side of it is that we really talk about personal budgets or like what my parents earn I was not mm-hmm. aware of it until I was much older yeah. um, we don't talk about their saving rates and stuff like that. I know that my parents are frugal and I, I guess later on in life it makes sense because how else are you gonna yeah, squirrel away <laughs> so much money right. right so when I was a kid that that concept didn't click like maybe I'm just not super smart but like that didn't click that yeah. they were really really I mean I guess good. you're not thinking about it right like no. as a child you're not and you only see the spending part of it yeah, because of you course. don't see the money does no. away but and you see the, the yeah. materials and you know your parents you... work for it but you're not seeing like the actual work that yeah gets yeah. them there yeah yeah I think for me it was so I will say moving to New Zealand was uh, a tough move for my parents and right. um I don't think I've ever told you this but so my dad is horrendously bad with money but it's his own acknowledgement. Like, he yeah. will be... And so to the point where he was just like... My mum manages all of it. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. My dad literally will, like... <laughs> I think... I mean, I don't know what the number is, but he keeps, like, spending money in his account when his yeah. paycheck comes in and then just, like, pays the rest to her. Oh, and she sorts so out cute. everything. Yeah. Like, um... And I'm actually, like, I'm very... I know it didn't used to be like this. Like, as I've gotten older and you talk to parents and you figure out, like, 
it was something they had to come to. It wasn't like it was a realization right, they worked right. towards. Yeah. But I think it's still a really nice thing to have gotten there. Where my dad, yeah. my dad was just like, you know what, just do it all. Like, and yeah, you know, I like, can't take, deal with it. You yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. And I think that's kind of cool. And I think we and moving here was a struggle because like exchange mm. rates, blah blah blah, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think in the first few, like I would say. Maybe only the first year and a half of being in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, that settling in period, I was a little bit like, whereas we were very comfortable in India. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't ever a concern. I think here I felt it a bit more. Mm. Um, How old were you? I was nine when we moved here. Right. So, so you definitely have the yeah. ability to understand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't ever like, um, like I was never told like we don't have money or we can't do this because of yeah, money, but yeah. you just see them be a bit more conservative and a bit more um, yeah. calculated about, or like, yeah. like there would be conversations about like, well, we'll need to save up to this, you yeah. know? And obviously now we're super comfortable, you know, like my parents are very happy and we've yeah. gotten back to like, I guess what I would say is comfortable upper middle class uh-huh. in New Zealand as we were in India. Um, so I think that's like looking back on it now, um, how I was with money in my like early twenties slash late teens, where yeah. I was much more frugal. Yeah. Um, it was that security of like, yeah, like I don't yeah. want to feel like I I can't do something or mm. I won't be able to do something. I mean, there were certainly times where like holidays for me don't count. Like holidays is when I blow all my money. <laughs> like, yeah. Because I'm like I'm only here once. Like I want to do everything. I want to see everything. Yeah. I want to buy everything. I want to eat well. I want to. Yeah. You know, and that was even when I was a student. Like a whole pass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> even when I was a student on holiday, I've like blown through money and been like, oh god, I get paid on Tuesday. Okay, how much do I have left <laughs> while I'm in this foreign country? Or like I've had to call mum and be like, um, can you transfer me some money because I blow through all my money going shopping? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's, and I'm, this sounds so like, as if I'm in therapy, but like, that's when I realized like, oh, that's why you feel like this. Like, you know, that's what it links to. So then I'm starting to like break myself out of that and be like, yeah, treat yourself, spend your money. (laughs) See, that's so amazing because, um, I guess I, this is my privilege speaking, Mm -hmm. um, that I never, Worried about not having money. It sounds awful, but yeah. like, I always knew that my parents would have my back. Well, see, that's the thing. I never felt like my parents wouldn't. Yeah. And I, I literally can't, I can't pinpoint what it was that made me feel like that. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know what it was. I, I just knew and we were as I comfortable. Have. I like, I actually wish yeah. that I, I sort of have the, and I get told off so many times by my partner, my friends, my sister, my brother maybe not my brother my brother's father. <laughs> but um yeah like like people do tell me all the time that you can't take it for granted that your parents have your back and i don't blame it on my parents my parents mm. are absolutely great like they've done everything if not more yeah. um that they could to help me along and all that stuff but i've always taken advantage of that thinking that i don't I don't ever worry about stuff like that. If I dig myself into a hole, and I can't imagine myself digging myself into a big enough hole that my parents can't fill, yeah. if that makes sense. But I I think it was in my sort of middle 20s that I sort of have that realisation that I can't do this forever. Well, I mean, I guess 
there's a difference between you knowing that your parents will dig you out of the hole versus you exploiting that, right? Like you're yeah, not going, yeah. you're not going into crazy debt and being like, "Mummy, pay for this." Yeah. Like that's yeah. So the, and the, I have to yeah. preface that by saying that they've never yeah, exactly. paid off any debt for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't do that. that, that no. So that's good. Yeah. It's just that's that, where I draw the line. It's just that like inner sense of security you have that your parents like worst case scenario like yeah. and maybe not even just you getting into debt like your car breaks down you get evicted exactly. you don't have back rent to but you know like. Yeah, then you know yeah. they're there like you've got that yeah you know, it's that like system. i don't have to go on a doll yeah exactly yeah. so um that's yeah that's not a bad thing like and like yeah like i said i don't know what it it must have been something maybe it was just i saw my parents spending less or whatever it was yeah. that obviously obviously like i took in and like internalized and yeah so anyway so that's <laughs> where i get my influence from but i think now that i'm especially working in finance i'm kind of like Start investing more. Yeah, yeah. And I'm very much like a yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a risk taker, but I don't want to hear about it. Like I, I do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I'm not one to like monitor my money very closely. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to be. I think that would drive me mental. Like I I don't want to be like. Yeah. You know, and I do a very loose budget. Like I know what I can't cross. Or like, I I don't think that I do a budget still, but I definitely yeah. have a savings plan. Yeah. That's just me. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the next question. Um, what is one thing about money and let's say anything, saving, investing, mm. color of it, <laughs> um, <laughs> that you wish you learned sooner? Um, so I guess we sort of dipped into it a little bit previously, mm. which is that um, sort of the personal finance side of things. I wish mm. I. And this is not on anyone. I take ownership for the entire thing. That I wish that I have started controlling myself a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, actual budgeting, actual... It's not a matter of knowing it. Like, I mean, I know it. I know the whole, like, setting aside money for retirement, setting aside money for buying a house, setting aside all mm-hmm. that stuff, budgeting, you know, how much the 50, 30, 20 rule, all that yeah. stuff. Like, it's not news to me, mm-hmm. but I wish I started building that habit. Sooner. Yeah. Cool. Um, what do I wish I knew sooner? I wish I was a bit looser with money. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I like so I'm the friend who's like I think to other friends I'm always just like do it, buy it. You only live once. Yeah. You could get hit by You're a bus the worst. Yeah, I I genuinely am just like what's the like obviously don't go into debt for things that you don't need. Yeah. Like don't yeah. be crazy, but like buy the dress. Like what's what's the harm? Like you know like yeah. do it. Just You're the enabler. Yeah, but I'm not like that with myself. Mm, like I'm mm. very much I find it very like so for example, I started a savings account because I wanted to buy myself a really expensive nice handbag yes i hit my target my target is i've exceeded my target i can't come to part with that money i don't know why i just i i find it so hard to like and i know i want the handbag i look at the handbag and i'm like oh my god that's like i love this bag i want to buy it Uh i just but i see this money like building in my account and i've literally labeled this account i've put it aside i've set the you know regular payment for this Mm -hmm. one purpose when did you start saving for it if you don't mind oh 
it's been over a year. Oh, wow. Well done. <laughs> but it's just, I can't part with it. It's just like an account that's feeding, I'm feeding money into now. And I, so I wish I was a little mm-hmm. bit looser. Like I wish I could. Me too. Cause you, do you know how much that the price of that back has gone up over COVID? I know. But I, can't, <laughs> I can't part with my, I don't know why. This and is probably the worst money podcast that's out yeah, there telling people listen, to spend money. We are not experts, but treat yourself. Okay. And but that, yeah, I, I think there needs to be a balance to it. Yeah. Like, um, and it's almost like I, I don't feel guilt when I spend. Um, I really enjoy the things I buy. Yeah. Um, but it's just that like initial letting go I find very hard to do, which is wow. such a stupid thing. But yeah. again, when I'm on holiday, though, that doesn't apply. <laughs> you just need a holiday. <laughs> I just need... And COVID is cramping my style. Like, I just <laughs> yeah. need to go somewhere overseas where I will swipe my card and not think twice. Yeah. And, like, I will buy everything I see I mean, that I want. I mean, the last time you were on holiday, you bought a pretty nice bag. I did. And that's exactly. awesome. I just need to go buy a bag overseas, okay? <laughs> like, please, let me out of the country. Um, well... In, in saying that, so, like, that's what you wish you knew sooner. Yeah. Is there something that you still think is lacking or, like, you could do better in how you manage money now? Are you good at budgeting now? Have you gotten better? Yes. I definitely... Okay, I'm still bad at budgeting because yeah. I keep trying and keep failing. Mm-hmm. But I think, okay, most people that do sort of... Well, I, I watch a lot of YouTube videos and mm-hmm. podcasts, listen to a lot of podcasts of people trying to budget and, you know, do better with money yeah. and stuff like that. It's never like a easy task to sort of dig yeah. yourself out of yeah. that bad habit. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think I'm still on that journey, yeah. like sort of early stages. Of course. And, I mean, we wouldn't be doing this if you were just like, I'm amazing at it. Yeah. I decided I've to be better. i it, guys. <laughs> Tried to be better, did it? <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm definitely on that journey, and I did find that there's certain things that helps me, like automating my um, savings and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, but yeah, so definitely I want to be better at savings, and I find that I'm actually a good saver when I have a purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, I've bought a, quite a few expensive um, bags and stuff yeah. that's like. That was my early 20s uh, mm-hmm. for you. Like, where my saving is, I, I either yeah. ate it or it's sitting in my wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah. So, I I saved up for those things. And I mm-hmm. saved up pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so, I just feel like I, I need a system. I need a yeah. thing to work towards. Mm-hmm. And then everything will be on Yeah, automatic. you need clear goals. That's a, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm... What I'm trying to do better is investing side of things because like yeah mm. i'm a if i want to pat my own toot my own horn i'm a great saver <laughs> yeah yeah too good at saver but i need to think about like i need to and like you said i think it's a lot of setting things in place that i don't have to think about because if i have to actively think about things it makes yeah. me anxious um it's like funneling money into investment um yeah. funds and things so it's like a regular payment like monthly this much yeah. goes out weekly whatever you can afford and just Putting those things in place so that they're there. Yeah. And you do obviously have to review them every mm. so often. Um, you know, whether how much money you're putting into it, what kind of portfolio you're putting into, all of that stuff. Yeah. And I need to get better about not procrastinating that review process. Right. Just like setting a task, being mm. like on the f- every six months or whatever, just pick a date, make sure it happens. Yeah. 
but yeah that's the sort of like now I'm more focused towards investing and making my money grow for me and yeah that sort of thing do you find that well with these days with a lot of like platforms to invest and stuff like that there's almost a level of gamifying money um to it do you find that helpful in your sort of journey towards Um, that Yes and no. I wouldn't say it's huge. Like, I wouldn't say that's what makes me a better investor or makes it easier for me to invest. Because, again, it's not like a... Even if... Yeah, it's a, it's an internal thing. Like, it's my yeah. own hurdles that I'm trying to get over. Yeah. So, like, even if it wasn't, like, yeah. you know, like, such an easy, clear platform and a... You know, like, a simplified mm, thing, mm. I would still have the same issues <laughs> the, the obstacles yeah you're in a like, dilemma of parting with money yeah yeah exactly so i don't yeah i don't think that would because yeah, yeah I, I, I mean maybe if i was older and i was like what is this newfangled contraption <laughs> <laughs> whereas now i'm like i can figure this out like i'll do my little bit of reading and get around this because yeah. so. i i actually love it like i, I love yeah. the game of it like i yeah, I chase after things like that almost. Mm. Um, and I find that, because um, I use Shazies, yeah. Um and I, I love being able to see it, the mm-hmm. color pink. Oh my gosh, yeah. it's just great. Like That's true. It is really well laid out as to how like the little, yeah. you know, how and, each is performing. And... and I will acknowledge that that's not always a good thing. For like some people, it's almost too gamifying of money. Mm-hmm. Like you, you lost the... Um, views that you're actually the perspective that you're actually yeah. investing in shares and what shares mm. actually are well I mean I guess it kind of goes to the fact that you know how they say like any money you are investing like especially in like sharesies and things mm. like that you should like you should be okay with losing that money yeah like, you, you shouldn't should invest money in, that yeah, you're comfortable not okay to with, part with yeah exactly yeah. I mean and uh, that's a pretty bleak way, like way of thinking about it but yeah. you also shouldn't like People give me anxiety when they're like constantly looking at their shares and being like, "Did it move? Did it?" And, and getting sort of anxious over it dipping or growing, yeah. you know that sort of thing. So I think you should. It is better to have sort of like a little bit of a removed view mm. about um, it will do what it will do, but I've yeah. got to give it time. You can't watch like a watched pot never boils. Yeah, you know? yeah, because I do watch. I check almost every day mm-hmm. of my shares and stuff like that. But I think I'm probably not the norm yeah like, you know what it means to yeah, check every day yeah like yeah and the, i know very well the reason why i check is because i do mm-hmm. want to trade yeah like, i do want to sell them in the yeah, high yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that so, so just keeping an eye on them and i'm like i said i'm a risk lover i'm completely fine with things dipping mm-hmm. like when they yeah. dip 20 percent, i buy more um, yeah. so that's true they're on sale then <laughs> yeah exactly and i can't resist the sale you yeah know? see funnily enough i'm okay with investments dipping and stuff yeah um, it's just for some reason i can't spend savings but yeah with investments i'm not too um yeah. Fast. Like if it if it was to tank, like I said, like because I think for me I know it's like I'm I'm not gonna I'm not putting it in investments to like want an X amount on this day. Like if I yeah. maybe buying a house or something, then I'm like shit. Yeah. Um, but but then I wouldn't put it in high growth, would I? <laughs> so <laughs> so along those lines, is there anything that you think is like a piece of advice for people in terms of money that's mm. universal that everyone should know that. You know, like... I think... Well, in general, I do think that people should just have a better understanding of money. Mm-hmm. It's just financial education is so lacking. Yes, especially um, in New Zealand. I would 100% yeah, agree with that. 
And I would even stretch it to say that uh, in most parts of the world, it's yeah. lacking. Yeah. Mm. And <clears throat> even in countries of people with like great savings and stuff like yeah. that, may- maybe they don't talk about investment. Like, yeah. They talk about savings a whole lot. Mm. Or countries that uh, invest a lot, they don't like talk about risk really yeah. well. Like, so it's a, it's a full view of money that yeah. people should get to know. Um, and it's such an integral part of life, yeah. of living. Mm-hmm. And I'm so surprised why people don't talk about it as much. It's so terrible. Or that it's not, like, built into our education system. Exactly. Like, no one... Like, along those lines, I think, for me, something that people don't talk about... Like, or, like you might know what's working really well for you in this point in time. Yeah. But no one talks about, like, what the change in the market could mean. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. everyone, like... and. A little bit of that is like boomers will be like, oh, I used to, you know, get a twenty percent interest rate on my <laughs> bank account. Like, yeah, Steve, but you were also paying twenty percent on your mortgage. On your mortgage. Yeah. Like, you know, but like no one talks about, like when we were in a recession or when we went through that two thousand eight, you know, mm. GFC. No one talked about what that meant or what you should be doing to mitigate yeah. that yeah. within personal finances, even. Yeah. You know, and like obviously. The world, it, it's cyclical, but it's going to change. It's going to be ups and downs. No one talks about what you do, like, especially now going into, like, negative interest rates and yeah. stuff. I find that, like, no one's, dis- even in the media, no one's discussing what that means for, like, everyday people. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah, I think, like, people need to go educate themselves. Like, it's important that you do your own research, you figure out what that means. Because there's plenty of stuff that there, that breaks it down to, like, the base level of, like, you know, in layman's terms, what yeah. these things mean. Because you don't want to be late to the party (laughs) oh gosh Um, shameless plug (laughs) with these um with those things because sometimes yeah it can have very material um difference in your life yeah a consequence if you're like you know behind on something that's right um and you don't want to be making ill-informed choices no um or like panicking because you don't understand that maybe this what you think is a monumental change yeah isn't or you know um so yeah i think no one First of all, no one talks about money. Yeah, it's so taboo. It's such a taboo. Um, and then no one talks about what you do when times are changing with your money or yeah. your investments. Or it's, yeah, it's definitely like, I'm always just like, did I really need to do accounting in school if it never taught me how to manage my money? Like, what is the point of me? Lo- like, especially because a high school accounting course is not any benefit to me I found when I hit uni because in uni like the first paper you do is always just like the preliminary like fundamentals Mm, balancing the box yeah exactly so like I would have rather like explain what investments are explain how you get into investing what Mm. you need to look out for pitfalls benefits um you know risk yeah tolerance and I think um, like like comparing it to like New Zealand we're lucky because tax for a large number of us is very automated like you're not looking at like income tax and stuff um it comes straight out of your pay but like i know americans like having to file a tax return when you never learned about it and all of a sudden it's like out you go into the real world file a tax return yeah it's like what you could go to jail if you did it wrong and and not everyone can afford a bloody accountant like and you don't want to be paying an accountant to do your taxes like i certainly even if i could afford one i would be like let me figure this out yeah (laughs) you know and even then i find that finance in general in Mm. new zealand is quite dumbed down like it's so it's made so simple that there's Mm. no excuse for people not to understand it yeah yeah even just like simple things like i know like a lot of um Kiwis struggle with 
having a savings and, and you know oh I struggle with the savings <laughs> yeah but like <laughs> yeah you know I, I think it is important to have like a little bit of a savings in case things yeah. go wrong yeah you know um, totally so people need to educate themselves they need to get out there and be more proactive definitely um along the lines of this well no not along the lines of this as well just in t- to do with money yeah what do you think is um I know there's certain parts of life where it's definitely encouraged that it's better to spend on versus save on. Yeah. Do you have anything along those lines that you think, like, some things, like, let me break this down, like, for clothes, there's definitely, you don't have to buy the best, you know, like, you can go to your Kmart versus your, I'm trying to think of a... Gucci. uh, Gucci, (laughs) true. Yeah. Or, like, you know, like, that sort of thing. Do you think there's some things that people should definitely spend on, um, Mm. You know, versus some things that they, you can definitely go for the cheaper option. I go by a very simplified point of view mm-hmm. um, of the whole price per wear. Yeah. And I... Or cost per wear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sort of apply that across most things in my mm-hmm. life. After I've started doing the whole, you know, be better with my money. I yeah. did realize that... Um, if that's something that I'm going to use every day mm-hmm. or, um, yeah, that's yeah high frequency things like a bit mm-hmm. or, and I know that I have an expensive phone, but it, it does so much for me that I can justify getting an expensive phone. Yeah. I don't get the newest one all the time, but mm-hmm. like for things that, yeah, are, are quite a re- reoccurrence use yeah. kind of Thing, and if you're I not, do. yeah, and I agree with that. If you're not gonna like, you know, you're not gonna get a new phone every year. Yeah, yeah. Then go for it. Like I, I'm the same. Like wear it to death. Then it's worth investing in. Yeah, for sure. Um, but with like clothes, I I have to say I'm still struggling with it because I still like the nicer, more expensive stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but. It's just a matter of sort of learning to control my urges at this stage. <laughs> yeah, that that has nothing to do with the whole um, how frequent I yeah. use them and stuff like that. Most of the time, I'm driven by how much I like mm-hmm. the look of something. Yeah. So I, I do have to get better at that. Um, but also splurges on things that make you money. And I know this is not actually a splurge, but mm-hmm. I have no issue... Um, turning up the tab of um the deductions from my pay that goes into like a superannuation fund yeah or um because it's a long-term setting you up yeah like, yeah mm-hmm. and a, a lot of these things you don't notice it i don't understand um people who uh want the absolute minimal um contribution to their kiwi server accounts for example mm-hmm. because half the time you actually don't notice it like yeah you definitely especially if it's coming out of your pay and yeah like it's not like you get put two hundred dollars in your account and then someone's withdrawing fifty dollars it's like if you only get 150 you'll work with 150 like it won't make a difference to you at all that's right and it's something that you get used to mm-hmm. so definitely splurge on those stuff um but I'll preface it by saying that you should um, make the extra effort to understand what they are yeah. and how to make them work best for you. Yeah. Um, and then go ham, like mm-hmm. go hard. And with things like that, like especially like your um, retirement fund and things, if things take a turn, you sh- you're able to then reduce your contribution yeah. and get some of that money back into your account for day-to-day things. Like That's right. Yeah. So yeah. like when you can turn up the tap as you say mm. do it 
yeah you know yeah that's a form of treating yourself too (laughs) yeah and insurance i come from like an insurance background Mm -hmm. my family um, does insurance stuff in malaysia so i definitely see the benefit of um having like health insurance or Mm -hmm. like a certain amount of protection and i i know i'm young blah 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 and there's good medical um like public medical services in new zealand um but i have definitely seen the benefit of like family members yeah. being mm-hmm. ill and not being able to afford the time to wait for that public health care yeah. mm-hmm. um so i do see value in that yeah. and i think the the important part about insurance is just knowing where you're at and getting the right coverage so yes. that you're not overpaying for it but mm-hmm. um i wouldn't dismiss it by saying that you absolutely don't need it and yeah. it's bs just make sure it's the best thing for you yeah yeah, yeah. i think for me um so I'm still figuring out, like, the spend-save in terms of objects. Yeah. Because I like the nicer things. Like, you know, like, yeah. I like my expensive handbags and things. I know I agree with you on the day-to-day wear thing, mm. but a large part of me, being the person of who I am, I will ruin things. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm willing to pay more and splurge on things that are more durable, like yeah. your handbags, because it's very hard to destroy, mm. versus, like, a dress, maybe. Like, I'm less inclined to spend like gucci amounts like i'll be i won't go always like kmart h&m i'll go somewhere in the middle like your um and other stories or your cause or yeah you know something in the middle there range yeah Yeah. but i'm not going to get myself a gucci t-shirt because i will spill turmeric on it and it will be stained for life (laughs) so you know um yeah and for most of like most of the unless the the thing i am willing to splurge on is if it's like if it's unique like i know i'm not gonna get this somewhere else like i'm not yeah, buying a plain yeah. t-shirt from mm-hmm. you Gucci's because i can get that from kmart for six dollars yeah when i ruin it i'm less yeah, i'm not, you just I'm not buy gonna another cry one. over yeah, it yeah um you know so if it's something very unique i am willing to mm. but i will go out and try to find that whatever i like about that somewhere yeah. else um yeah. the other thing i'm willing to spend on is like experience like yeah. And for me, like, like I keep going back to is like travel. Mm-hmm. But even that, I think you need to be smart about. Like, I know lots of people love tours and stuff, but I'm like, sometimes you have to look at it with a like critical eye and be like, is it cheaper if I just go visit these places? Or like, yeah. if on this tour of 10 places, do I only want to go to six of them and the other four I'm not interested in? So then why am I paying for the tour yeah. when I can just buy a bus pass in the city and just... Or even just if I calculate, like, Uber, yeah, and I find these two places are close, I can walk from A to B, you know, that sort yeah. of thing. And does that tour bring you value? I think ultimately yeah. a lot of people like tours because there's, like, this tour guide that tells you things. But mm. these days with, like, the internet and, yeah, like, all the little exactly. signage and stuff, yeah. um, are you capable enough to just sort of educate yourself as you go? Exactly. Yeah. Definitely. Like, a, a big example I always think about is... Um, I was going to Hawaii a couple of years ago, and so was my um, my manager at the time. Mm. And he's older, so like we're completely different demographics. He was like um, close to sixty, and I'm yeah. obviously like in my twenties. And um, he was so kind to me. He was sort of like, you know, here's all these places, all these tours I've looked up, these turtle, um, you know, explore <laughs> snorkeling tours, and like, and he was paying like Cute. sixty bucks to go out on these boats, and which is totally fine for him. Yeah. But me and my friends ended up just like googling, and we went to like a this beach called. If ever you go to Hawaii, you go to Electric Beach because it's mm. actually like the outflow of the water from an electric plant. So it's really warm water and there's a huge like um, uh, influx of um, sea life and turtles oh, wow. and fish there. So yeah. we 
hired snorkels from a local shop. We drove out to yeah. we rented a car, so we drove out to this spot, and it's just this random looking beach. Like it doesn't look mm-hmm, like it, mm-hmm. it's like a lackluster beach if anything. And you just swim out like two hundred meters, and like like literally turtles everywhere, like oh fish gosh. everywhere. And I mean, what worked for like what he did worked for him because it was he was like yeah. they came and picked you up. They you went out on this boat. They served you yeah. lunch. Whereas we were like we made sandwiches in the Airbnb. <laughs> um, they got our cheap champagne. Yeah, exactly, and. You know, we we swam out and like, you know. Yeah, yeah. And whereas, so I think, yeah, do your research because you don't always have to pay what you pay. Yeah. But I also think on the flip side, if you end up paying for something, don't regret it. Like. Yeah. And I hate people who shame other people like, oh my god, I can't believe you paid for it. Yeah. Like whatever you paid for it, you'll do better next time if you found it wasn't a worthwhile experience. Exactly, and people find value in different things. Yeah, exactly. Like do what works for you. Don't. Don't measure yourself against other people I guess you don't know what the situation is yeah and if it was a mistake well then great you learn Learn from from it it. yeah (laughs) don't make it again yeah (laughs) okay so on a we'll take a slightly different tact what is a purchase what is your biggest purchase uh, today and I don't just mean monetarily what do you think like made the biggest difference in your life yeah biggest purchase or the thing that brought you the most joy Oh, wow. That's so hard. Um, Just, okay, let's narrow it down. Within the last year, what is the thing that you bought that brought you the most joy? You do know that within the last year, <laughs> barely anything happened. Yeah. Um, okay, last two years. Let's not count this okay. year. Uh, I would... Oh, this is this is really funny to say. I find that yes, I have bought a lot of like expensive handbags and shoes and things that mm. I stare at and I gasp every time <laughs> I look at it. It's just yeah, oh my gosh, away. my eye mm-hmm. eye gasm. Like, um, give us an example. Like, I I absolutely love my Chanel bags. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely love uh my Valentino rock sets. Yeah. So, oh, I still love it, and I know it's not for everyone. I've, people Classics, I love like the rock sets. Yeah, yeah, but um, I've also got a pair of the Jimmy Choo's with the little glittery stuff that uh, gradient. Oh gosh, so pretty. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like it's those things when I see it at. I'm such an Asian. It doesn't bring me as much joy as that I'm staring at my investment account and watching it grow. Nice. Yeah. Okay. It's and it's the whole thing of this the sign of relief that I know that 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 is my sort of protection mm-hmm. and that I'm doing something that I should be doing. Yeah. Um for the most part, that I'm on my way somewhere. Yeah. Um like my material stuff are great, absolutely great. Um, mm-hmm. the things that I sort of am anticipating to put money towards, like a nice wedding and all that mm-hmm. stuff, all great things. Um, but it it just makes me sleep better at night knowing that I have nice. done. They're not even purchases because they're. I mean, they're investments, like your yeah. biggest investments, like what you're putting your money towards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that is happy place. <laughs> it's such a boring answer, but I get what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it has to be a balance of yeah. uh, both things. That, and I, I hate to encourage the whole consumerism side of things because mm. I am the receiving end of most of these things. Yeah. So w- when a lot of people, you know, post their handbags and things mm. on their Instagram and stuff like that, mm. um, don't 
chase after it being that these are the things that are you know make them who they are like mm-hmm. if they settle back and look at the debt that they might have gone in yeah, to afford that lifestyle yeah. it's not all nice and pretty mm-hmm. so and those are not the things that people will tell you like yeah, yeah. of course not yeah, yeah. that's true yeah for me, I think it's travel. This and that's why this year has been so shitty. Because <laughs> um, I always used to like the one part where I wasn't. Mm. It wasn't difficult for me to like blow money. Like I said, even like if that savings account I was putting together was for a trip and I could book a trip tomorrow, I'd be like swipe. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's the biggest thing for me. Like I used to pl- like I used to funnel money towards like okay i'm gonna go here yeah i'm gonna you know do this this and this and I, I always love your travel stories uh, too. i just i just want to travel <laughs> yeah. and i find that you always do it in such a good way like i've i mean i've done a fair bit of travel myself mm. not to your extent mm. but i i always love that you've always traveled the way you would have done it like mm-hmm. not anyone else's way yeah. um and it's great like because that's how you should do things and yeah. even with my own spending i find that like especially when i was learning about my shopping habits and um what i like my fashion sense and all that stuff mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of times i'm just in a tug of war of a, a lot of people trying to tell me what to do yeah. um but as i grow older i'm trying to find things that work for me mm-hmm. and that's the same with your closet as yeah. in your travel as well like whether you're traveling to eat or to be in an instagrammable place like mm. some things bring you value yeah. and some things don't or if you're traveling to see family yeah. or if you're traveling away from family <laughs> to get away um, from family yeah yeah so it's it's so great to yeah. see what you're doing like it, yeah I'm it just, actually works mm, i yeah. just that's why I, but I mean I do love my purchases like the um my Saint Laurent bag I got was but I was traveling when I bought it <laughs> <laughs> I love that bag and it and it's yeah I'm so happy I bought that bag I yeah. need to use it more actually yeah. um but and I do like I do have milestones where I'm like okay I want to buy this thing like or this physical thing that brings me joy but I think more, more than anything it used to be travel yeah and I'm learning to funnel that away from travel yeah um yeah, so like yeah. and I think it's it's so interesting when you talk about the bag and how much yeah. it brought you joy and stuff like that. When I first started making big purchases, yeah, I I flinched too. Like yeah. I, I'm never I'm not always so spendy. Yeah. Like when I was new to big purchases, I had made compromises so yeah. many times of buying the lesser things mm. that resemble the actual thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. The only bags or like shoes and things that still bring me joy, yeah, tend to be the dream item mm. that at that point I might have like flinched and I still feel disgusted about the amount of money I spent on it. But you keep thinking about it. But it was something that I absolutely wanted. Yeah. it wasn't the thing that I have settled for. Yeah, and I think. Like, when I was younger, especially, what I found myself doing was, like, yes, you can find the cheaper alternative, yeah. but I'm still thinking about the super expensive thing. And you and buy just, 20 things to try yes, to replace exactly. it. exactly. Yeah. I just spent as much money, like, trying to find a replacement that's just not, a, like, I end up not using, or, like, I, it ends up wearing out, or, yeah. you know, like, yeah, so sometimes just pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah. it's like a sore reminder that I you feel did like I'm not gonna, achieve. We're going to start recording this, I'm going to be, like, on my phone, just like, <laughs> add to cart, check out, like, <laughs> 
Nick, and I'm like, I'm like so sorry, I'm in debt, and I can't afford to do this podcast anymore. <laughs> it's okay, these are free. <laughs> um, on a, on a little bit of a downer, is there anything that you wish you hadn't put money towards, or that you know you'd never do again? Um, I definitely can't think of anything off the top of my head. That, right. Um, because, but I'm also very much of a person who's just like. Don't spend time dwelling on your regrets because it's going to bring you down. But, um, yeah. I do. I definitely do. Um, for me, it was just, like, we were talking about the dupes. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't mm-hmm. yeah. don't settle. Like, And mm. I'm, I don't mean go ham, you know, yeah. get the best of everything. Mm-hmm. But um, actually finding the things that you want, make the effort to understand why you want it and whether it actually does bring you the value and if that's the case work towards it save responsibly um do what you need to do yeah um to get it and Mm -hmm. do it in good time yeah so don't delay like because Mm -hmm. like a bag it's probably a bad example but you you might miss might, out on it. Yeah, or oh, the trend might pass. Yeah, that's and true. And if you don't buy it and don't start, or like me, I, when I started buying expensive stuff, I would buy them and then store it away thinking that if I, do, if I yeah. use it, I'll ruin it. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the time I bring it out, it's, you know, it's not trendy anymore. Yeah. It's not cool anymore, you mm-hmm. know? That's lost half the value that I yeah. bought it for. Mm-hmm. So if you do get something, use the heck out of it. Enjoy it. Yeah. Fully, fully enjoy it. True. Um, but yeah so all that comes with it and that will slowly change the way you spend and all that stuff because yeah. as you see value um True. you might do more of that or if you don't see value in it, you do less of yeah. it it's only natural i did think of one this is so it's kind of silly but like don't buy like um i was thinking of skincare specifically but yeah. I, I i used to be guilty of like you buy five things that do the same thing because you want all five things and i end up <laughs> using a little bit of all five things yeah and then, like, skincare has a shelf life, so you've never really, like, given anything a good chance because you've bought the next, mm. you know, like, the next thing that you wanted to try and the thing that you had that probably was a great product mm. you haven't used because it's, like, now expired and it's not doing what it's supposed to. Like, yeah. so enjoy what you have as well a little bit. Like, you know, don't just buy five of the same thing and you're never going to wear five of the same thing. Like, yeah. like my mum loves to say, like, you've only got one body. Like, you're not going to put all five of your jumpers on. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't need this kind of negativity in my life right now. <laughs> um, but I do sort of yeah. soak that in of just like, yeah. like, maybe don't spend money on every, like the five of the, yeah, just. Yeah. You know, and if you don't things. do that, you can probably afford that Lemur one. That it's The yeah. one thing that you would use. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So I think to wrap up, because it's getting a bit long. Um, well um what are your sources that you go to to not only like keep up to date with what's going on in the market ways to help you with your money like you were saying you watch a lot of youtube videos and podcasts Mm. which ones would you recommend i'm a huge consumer of these things Mm -hmm. um my top favorites is definitely i think mary holmes is a good source she's an afa like a um, financial advisor Mm -hmm. that's accredited in new zealand um she does a pretty good book um i haven't read it yet i really want to Mm -hmm. but she also writes a lot of columns and stuff for news Mm -hmm. so if you google her like a lot of resources will come out um another new zealand source would be um cooking the books with francis cook so Mm -hmm. she does a podcast slash radio show with news talk zb yeah um and great materials like it's really good um overseas i 
love um the youtube channel called um the financial diet yeah she's great um and it's really relatable and all that stuff and um i do find that cnbc the financial stuff are fun but they're not always practical i have Mm -hmm. to say but they're fun and they're good to watch for just like keeping you in the whole financial loop (laughs) and um books that are great is uh the barefoot investors a book from australia writers absolutely good and it's easy to understand Mm um and i think that's oh sorted the website sorted sorted.org.nz for kiwis yeah Yeah. but even if you're not a kiwi there's a lot of tools in there um Mm -hmm. saving tools and all that stuff that you can just plug numbers in and play around with it so those are all great sources and i'm pretty sure there's way more out there as well yeah yeah i I did struggle to think of an answer for this one but all i could think of was like that book rich dad poor dad which i read which i think like most young people are told to like read it just like get an idea yeah but i think for me it's just if you're curious about a topic do a simple Google, but make sure to read a variety of sources. Like, don't yeah. just go for the first entry and be like, this is the end or be all. Mm. Read things from different perspectives, different articles. Like, try to get as much knowledge as you can. Yes. And I also think I like I benefit most from talking to people. Like, I'm quite unashamed of it. If someone's, like, talking about something and I don't know what that is, I'll be like, what is that? What are yeah. you talking about? Like, explain more to me. Or yeah. why would you say that? Um, mm. But again, in the same way, be critical. Like, if you're talking to someone and they tell you, like, because some people will give you opinion as fact, will be like, yeah. this is how you do it, this is the best way. Yeah. That's great, but be sure if you're getting that advice to go to different people, talk to different people in different walks of life, mm. like, you know, who've been to the through different things and experiences and yeah you know and find what works for you be pick and choose like yeah literally just like pillage all these people's advice yeah all these sources to see what works for you mm. um and trial and error within reason so i think yeah. it's always just be critical of whatever you're reading or consuming or watching or hearing yeah totally um, and if you're in new zealand and if you have any um sort of investment accounts or even um your superannuation like yeah. KiwiSaver most providers would have sort of like AFA services as mm-hmm. well so not all of them will or some might be robo advice so yeah. j- just like a computer telling you what to do most of the big banks will have a, um, sort of like really preliminary like basic tools on their websites about yeah you know what's the thing, best thing for you or like you know mm. yeah be proactive yeah. yeah and one last one that I suddenly thought of was that um uh, some banks' websites, as well as some investment um, mm-hmm. sort of providers' websites, they have, like, a page on, um, like, newsletters and stuff. Yeah, like an update. Yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. personally love ANZ's um, yeah, website. Yeah, they do a really good one. Yeah, and Craig's Investment do very good ones as well. Um, yeah. And Craig's Investments also do little talks and stuff that you can sign up to. A lot yeah. of them are free, so mm-hmm. you can go to those um, little talks that, that people talk about, like women in investing and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah, all good stuff. Yeah. Um, definitely um, go wild. Yeah, go try it. All right, guys, <laughs> thanks for listening. Um, we'll be back with another episode, hopefully soon. Yes. And this and one ran a bit long, so apologies, but good job if you stuck with it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we'll talk to you later. Remember to treat yourself. <laughs> <laughs>